I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to Psalm 146. The book of Psalms, 146, where we read, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes and mortals in whom there's no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth, and on that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord opens up the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Will you pray with me? God, we are so grateful for your, your holy word, for this privilege of studying it together. And now, God, as I stand before these, your people, this is your church. So I pray that this would be your message and not my own through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There are so many songs that have the word hallelujah in it or alleluia, which can be a different spelling of it. Hallelujah. We sing the songs we hear people talk about hallelujah. We hear them shout it out sometimes in a worship service. Hallelujah. Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. Well, what does that word actually mean? The word means to praise the Lord. It's, it's actually a combination of two Hebrew words. The hallel, hallelu, is praise and yah is the derivative or the abbreviation of Yahweh or Jehovah, Jehovah. So hallelujah is praise the Lord. So when we sing Christ the Lord is risen today, hallelujah, we're going Christ the Lord is risen today, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 146 is the first of five of the hallelujah psalms that begin at 146 and finish rather the book of Psalms in 150. Praise the Lord. One of the things I love about this psalm is I was just doing some devotional reading and thinking, came across this psalm again. It just kept coming to me because it starts out, praise the Lord, and then it's almost like there was this thought of, wait a minute, praise the Lord, oh my soul. It was like there was an admonition, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul, an admonition to the self, I need to pause. Not only the imperative for everyone, praise the Lord, I need to pause. 
and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, everything that I have, everything that is in me, with all of my being, with everything that I am, praise the Lord. It reminds me when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? And in Matthew 22, verse 37, he's, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Praise the Lord with everything you've got. Hallelujah. And the psalmist says, I will, I will hallelujah as long as I live. I mean, I will praise the Lord. I will offer the hallelujah as long as I live. I'll make music and sing hallelujah all of my life. Well, why? Why would you do that? And the psalmist then responds, well, because we can trust God. We can be confident in God. We can put our hope in God. God will be our help because God is always trustworthy. God is always faithful. And that's where I can put my hope and therefore that becomes my hallelujah. But then the psalmist gives us a caution. Be careful where you put your trust. Do not turn to people thinking that's going to be your ultimate help. Here, the psalmist talks about putting your, your hope in princes, the, those of nobility, those who are the worldly leaders. Sometimes we think, man, my life will change after this election or if this person or that person. And we tend to idolize individuals, a celebrity, and, and, and those who speak out. And, and sometimes, if we're not even careful, we'll have celebrity preachers that we go, wow, they are awesome and they are awesome. And even though great leaders are important, the psalmist says, be careful. Put your ultimate trust only in God because human beings are mortal. There's another word we can say or way we can refer to that we may not be as comfortable with, but human beings are temporary. We, we just don't live here on this earth forever. And the psalmist said, so if you go putting your trust in this leader or this individual or this celebrity or this person, when they die, their plans die with them. Their well wishes, their authority, all those things are going to die with them. But God is the one who is immortal. God is the one that lasts forever. And, and so the psalm says in verse 5, Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. Now that word happy. Happy sometimes doesn't quite cut it. It, it. It's also the word for blessed. Very similar how in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew chapter 5, we have the Beatitudes, the blessings, and, and the scripture are happy are those who, or blessed are those who, because the Greek word in Matthew, again like the Hebrew here, implies happy 
but actually blessed. It, it, it means well-being, whole and well, content are those who. It's not just, I'm happy. But it's that sense of well-being. I am blessed and content. I am whole. I am well. These are the ones whose help is in the God of Jacob. Help, the word for deliverance. This is the God who will help me, be with me, that whenever I'm in that deep valley, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you're with me. You will be my help. You will deliver me. You'll walk with me wherever I go. And the one is also the one who can give us hope. Those who, whose hope is in the Lord their God. That sense of expectation that, that things may be hard today, but there is a better tomorrow. I was sharing recently with a colleague friend who was going through some difficult times, and they were talking to their spiritual director and counselor who shared with them, today may seem like the, the least day, but tomorrow there's hope. It gets Better, a sense of expectation. The psalmist said, you see, God made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them, but then God, God didn't turn his back on it. God didn't just set it into motion and go, now watch this and, and forget about it. God stays engaged. The scripture said, who keeps faith forever, who, who remains trustworthy forever, who, who remains faithful forever. I mean, we, we can trust that that word keeps faith means guards like a bodyguard or protects. A movie that I, I enjoy watching sometimes is the movie called The Guardian, stars Kevin Costner in it. And, and Kevin Costner is, plays the role of a, a Coast Guard swimmer, a rescue swimmer. And, and one time there was the ship that was going down and, and he was trying to rescue. They were trying to, to rescue as many people as possible. And, and about the time the ship is going down, that last person, they, they were able to grab hold of his hand as, as things were going down and Costner's got him suspended from the helicopter and he's holding on. And the winch breaks. It's a 20-minute flight back to land. He's holding on. And the person who, who is there looks up and is terrified. And, and he cries out, don't let go. And Costner's character, he looks down and he goes, I won't let go. And he doesn't. When the story's retold, he had, he had dislocated his shoulder, torn every tendon in his hand, but he didn't let go. I won't let go. The psalmist here is saying, we have a God who will be our help, and we have a God who will look us intently in our eyes and with, with confidence and, and with promises, I, I will not let go of you. I won't let go. I love Psalm 121 
where the scripture says, I lift up my eyes to the hill. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. I won't let go, God said. And and Psalm 146 is telling us when, when you feel like you're, you're just, you can't hardly hold on any longer, the good news is put your trust and confidence in your God who will hold on to you and will not let go. Paul puts it this way in Romans 8.31, What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him give us everything else? God's got you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, praise the Lord. We we have a God who who offers us hope and, and help and who's always with us. I, I don't know about you, but I... I kind of feel like in, in this time right now in our lives, this, this time right now in our history, we need that sense of help and hope more than ever. People just seem to be feeling so helpless and so hopeless nowadays. As a matter of fact, you can sense just a sense of, of anger and frustration that so many people have lashing out at other people, sometimes even strangers. The other day I was having a conversation with one of our church members and he said, is it just me or are people driving worse than ever before? And I said, well, I've, as much as I'm on the road, you see it. And he said, well, he said, it's just the way people treat each other, even on the road, the gestures that people are sending back and forth from one person to another that they don't even know to complete strangers, this anger and this frustration. And, and I share with them, I said, well, it's interesting you say that because I did a wedding recently in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And Nancy and I, when we had a little bit of time, had gone up into Asheville, run some errands and see some things. And we were coming back toward Hendersonville and there was this black cargo van, work van, delivery type van and a car. I don't know what happened, but they were right in front of us, but they were into it. They were blocking the traffic because one would try to slow down so that the other one would go away and, and they would slow down and the other one try to speed up, the other one speed up. They were swerving kind of back and forth to each other, arms out the windows pointing at each other and everything. And, and it was like incredible to see this anger and frustration among strangers. And not just a little to share your frustration and move on. It was for miles that this behavior went on and on again. People seem to be so frustrated, hopeless, helpless, wrestling with so much that's going on inside. I recently was in a conversation about some of our youth in our own church who are experiencing bullying from so many other people just because 
they won't try to fit in and do what the others are doing, but may try to have a different set of values, a different set of morals. Some were being picked on just because of the color of their hair, the color of their eyes. Amazing. And if you say you have faith and values and morals, it was interesting to see what would happen. Psalm 118 verse 6 says, With the Lord on my side, I do not fear. What can mortals do? What can mortals do to me? Whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing in your life, whisper, Hallelujah. Then get to where you can say hallelujah or shout hallelujah or sing hallelujah. Hallel, praise Yah, Yahweh, Yehovah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Why? Because no matter what you're going through, you have a God who will not let go. The, the scripture says in Psalm 146, verse 6, who keeps faith forever, faithful not for a temporary amount of time like a human being, forever, forever, who executes justice for the oppressed. Do you feel oppressed? Who gives food to the hungry, sets the prisoner free. The Lord opens up the eyes of the blind, lifts up those who are bowed down, loves the righteous, watches over the strangers, upholds the orphan and the widow. But the way of the wicked He brings to ruin. We need a hallelujah today. A faith that will allow us to cry out, praise the Lord, hallelujah, even in the midst of life. Dr. Beth Tanner is a professor of Old Testament at New Brunswick Theological Seminary. And she says, in our world, praise has become difficult recently. News from our country and across the world is, is filled with religious wars, murder, slaughter of the innocents, massive refugee migrations. It's hard to praise God with my whole self, she says. Yet in most of the history of ancient Israel, their situation was similar. Now think about that. It may be a new experience for us. Yet in most of the history of ancient Israel, their situation is similar. She goes on. Here is the first lesson of this psalm. Praise of God is sometimes an act of discipline. Under the circumstances of war and destruction, praise is not the result of external happiness, but stubborn belief in the face of evidence to the contrary. Indeed, praise is defiance of worldly powers. It shouts that despite the situation around me, God is still worthy of praise. Wow. Despite the situation around me, God still deserves a hallelujah. Praise the Lord because we have a God who created it all 
and will stay involved forever and will not let go. The psalmist said, raise a hallelujah. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, which is a way of saying Jerusalem. The, your God, O people of God. Your God, O church, is for all generations. Praise the Lord. It begins and ends with hallelujah. The Lord will reign. There, there's a beautiful song that we sing in our praise and worship services here at the church. And it's a praise and worship song called Raise a Hallelujah. If you've never had the chance to listen to it, I invite you, Google it, pull it up, listen to the song, experience and enjoy it. Listen, though, to the words. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I love that because... I don't just raise a hallelujah when everything is wonderful around me. No. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon, it's a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. I raise a hallelujah. Fear, you lost your hold on me. I love this psalm. It spoke to me in a lot of ways when I was reading through it. The one thing is we tend to read and hear praise the Lord. It's an imperative for everyone. But I love the way it comes back and says, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, oh my soul. This is a message for me and for you. Hallelujah with everything you've got. Praise the Lord with all your being. It may start as a whisper. Hallelujah. May move to a word. Hallelujah. May move to a shout. Hallelujah. And it may move to a song. But whatever is happening in your life, you can sing a hallelujah in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You have a God who will never let go of you. Hallelujah. Amen.